Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn, Chapter 22 of Spiritual Gifts, Volume 1, which was written in 1828 by about William Miller. That's the title. I saw that God sent his angel to move upon the heart of a farmer who had not believed the Bible and led him to search the prophecies. Angels of God repeatedly visited that chosen one and guided his mind and opened his understanding to prophecies which had ever been dark to God's people. You and I can have that help of our guardian angels to help us open our mind, help us to understand prophecies. The commencement of the chain of truth was given to him, and he was led to search for link after link. So they showed him, the angels showed him the commencement of the chain of truth. He found that verse in Daniel that said, After 2300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And he began to go, what? What's that? And he began to search, link after link, until he looked with wonder and admiration upon the word of God. He saw there a perfect chain of truth. That word which he had regarded as uninspired now opened before his vision with beauty and glory. He knew that it, where to begin because in Daniel it also says that at the going forth of the command to build, rebuild Jerusalem, not the temple, but Jerusalem, there were three commands to rebuild. The first two had to do with the temple. The third one had to do with Jerusalem, and that was the one where the prophecy began. You can search it out yourself if you are interested. But <clears throat> let's continue. He saw there a perfect chain of truth. That word which he had regarded as uninspired now opened before his vision with beauty and glory. He saw that one portion of scripture explained another. Right? The Bible says it's not of any private interpretation, right? So not one prophet explains himself. They explain each other. And when one portion was closed to his understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, he found in another portion of the word that which explained it. He regarded the sacred word of God with joy and with the deepest respect and awe. As he followed down the prophecies, he saw that the inhabitants of earth were living in the closing scenes of this world's history, and they knew it not, right? Because of the command to restore Jerusalem was 457 B.C. And add 2,300 years to that and see what you get. He looked at the corruption. Remember, there's no zero year when you, when you calculate. He looked at the corruption of the churches, and he saw that their love was taken from Jesus and placed on the world and that they were seeking for worldly honor instead of that honor which comes from above, ambitious for worldly riches instead of laying up their treasure in heaven. Hypocrisy, darkness, and death he could see everywhere. Hypocrisy, darkness, and death. Don't we see that today? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, okay. His spirit was stirred within him. God called him to leave his farm as Elisha was called to leave his oxen and the field of his labor to follow Elijah. With trembling, William Miller began to unfold the mysteries of the kingdom of God to the people. He gained strength with every effort. He carried the people down through the prophecies to the second advent of Christ. As John the Baptist heralded the first advent of Jesus and prepared the way for his coming, so also William Miller and those who joined with him proclaimed the second advent of the Son of God I was carried back to the days of the disciples. I was shown the beloved John, 
that God had a special work for him to accomplish. Satan was determined to hinder this work, and he led on his servants to destroy John, but God sent his angel and wonderfully preserved him. All who witnessed the great power of God manifested in the deliverance of John were astonished, and many were convinced that God was with him. Remember, they tried to boil him in oil, and they couldn't kill him. <clears throat> and that the testimony which he bore concerning Jesus was correct. Those who sought to destroy him were afraid to again attempt to take his life. He was permitted to suffer on for Jesus. He was falsely accused by his enemies and was shortly banished to a lonely island where the Lord sent his angel to reveal to him things which were to take place upon the earth and the state of the church down through to the end. Her backslidings and the position the church should occupy if she would please God and finally overcome. The angel from heaven came to John in majesty. His countenance beamed with the excellent glory of heaven. He revealed to John scenes of deep and thrilling interest concerning the church of God and brought before him the perilous conflicts they were to endure. John saw them pass through fiery trials and made white and tried and finally victorious overcomers, gloriously saved in the kingdom of God. <clears throat> now you remember that the, the coming that was to happen at the end of the 2300 days was not to this earth, but to cleanse the sanctuary. It was where he, the bridegroom went in and that's where Jesus went into the most holy place to meet to the father and to receive his kingdom. And he was a bridegroom, and that's what that was that happened. And so John the Revelator carries on the story after that and gives further prophecy for what will happen to the end of time. The countenance of, so Daniel and Revelation go together. The countenance of the angel grew radiant with joy and was exceeding glorious as he showed to John the final triumph of the church of God. John was enraptured as he beheld the final deliverance of the church, and as he was carried away with the glory of the scene with deep reverence and awe, he fell at the feet of the angel to worship him. The angel instantly raised him up and greatly re gently reproved him, saying, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. And we know from Revelation, I think it's 914, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus. Oh, here it is, is the spirit of prophecy. The angel then showed, so the church that has a testimony of Jesus in it will have a prophet or a prophetess, won't they? They will be receiving Jesus' testimony through their prophet. <clears throat> That's why so many showed up all at once around the same time in history, because it was that time for that to happen. John was enraptured and overwhelmed with the glory of the city. He did not bear in mind his former reproof from the angel, but again fell to worship before the feet of the angel, who again gave the gentle reproof. See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them that keep the saying of this book. Worship God. Preachers and people have looked down upon the book of Revelation as mysterious and of less importance than other portions of the sacred scriptures. But I saw this book is indeed a revelation, something that's revealed, given for the special benefit of those who should live in the last days. That's you and me. To guide them in ascertaining their true position and their duty Yes, God led the mind of William Miller into the prophecies and gave him great light upon the book of Revelation. If Daniel's vision had been understood, his visions, excuse me, that was more than one, the people could better have understood the visions of John. But at the right time, 
God moved upon his chosen servant, who with clearness and the power of the Holy Spirit opened the prophecies and showed the harmony of the visions of Daniel and John. See, God's not going to give us a prophecy that applies to our time if he doesn't give us uh, someone to help us to understand it. That's what William Miller did. He came along right then at the right time. He showed with clearness and in power of the Holy Spirit the prophecies. He showed the harmony of the visions of Daniel and John and other portions of the Bible and pressed home upon the hearts of the people the sacred, fearful warnings of the word to prepare for the coming of the Son of Man. Deep and solemn conviction rested upon the minds of those who heard him, and ministers and people, sinners and infidels, turned to the Lord to seek a preparation to stand in the judgment. That's the first angel's message. Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. That's right, the hour of his judgment has come. It began in 1844. Angels of God accompanied William Miller and his mission. It's still going on today, by the way, uh, because there's still people alive who have to be sifted out, whether they will go in with the bridegroom or not. He was firm and undaunted. He fearlessly proclaimed the message committed to his trust. A world lying in wickedness and a cold worldly church were enough to call into action his energy and lead him to willingly endure toil, privation, and suffering. Although opposed by professed Christians and the world and buffeted by Satan and his angels, he ceased not to preach the everlasting gospel. That's the three angels' messages. It talks about the everlasting gospel that will always last until the end. To crowds, wherever he was invited, and sound the cry, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. That's Revelation 14, 7. Revelation 14, the three angels' messages. The last message of mercy to the world. Hmm. The only people whose names would go in to the most holy place to be um, worked with, the work of the Holy Spirit in the most holy place is to teach us to have God's law written on our hearts and minds and to walk with him in righteousness. And those who do it are the ones who will go enter into that judgment. And uh, the people who don't believe in God, they will be looked at at the end of the thousand years. They don't even get a chance to get judged. They, they're lost. They don't even have an interest in believing in God. So they're not taken in there to be examined. All right, well, let's close with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for these faithful prophets who put their life on the line to bring your truth to your people, the everlasting gospel. I pray our hearts would open to receive the truth that you bring to us, that your angels would open our understanding to prophecies and to your word. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you today, brothers and sisters. May the word of the Lord go forth and bless and edify many. Praise his holy name. I'll see you in the morning.